0: Welcome to A Nightmare on Fierce Street,
1: a monstrous podcast about all things horror.
0: If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes.
1: Today, we're talking about Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers.
0: He should have stayed gone. <laughs>
1: Damn. That's your friend. That's your imaginary friend, bro.
0: I see why I'm not rid of him now. <laughs>
1: Speaking of Halloween, Sheree, should we get into Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers?
0: I think we have to. I think we must. Because <laughs> I spent a lot of time in these movies as a child, and I never remembered why I only really stuck with the first two. And so going through here, uncovered all these memories that I want to rebury.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Um... Yeah, I do think it was it's funny that they like even put it in the title. Like we're bring, we're reading it back out. <laughs> you know? the like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, no worries. We're done with what we tried, it failed. <laughs> we're back to the formula. We're the, the formula's paper. different. My my immediate general thought was why does Michael look so rough in this one? Like his mask is never right. The wig is just wild. Um, and I'm wondering if this is a PSA on how stress can affect us at work a little bit. Because look, he gives and gives at his job. He has the task and he only challenges himself to do that one thing.
1: I mean, to and, be fair, he's been wrapped up like a mummy for 10 years.
0: So. But still, a comb is your friend, Michael. Cause he's out here looking wild. I feel like if his work-life balance was together, maybe perhaps his wig would get tucked in occasionally, or maybe his mask wouldn't just be out here floating. They didn't even tuck the mask, the neck of the mask, into the shirt. It was were just out here. It was it was dangling from his nose. They were like, "We got to film this. We don't have time to care."
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. So you want to get into it, Shrein?
0: Let us do this.
1: Let us go. All First,
0: right into these credits. Why does Haddonfield now look like a barren desert town? What were these shots?
1: <laughs> it was so weird.
0: I uh, was like, did we leave Illinois again?
1: <laughs> um, so the, the movie opens and we are in another hospital. Cause you know, we haven't seen enough of those places. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out, surprise, that Dr. Loomis and Michael Myers lived, they lived that explosion. That was two set two feet away from him. And all that all that Dr. Loomis has is that little bitty scar right here on his cheek. That's it. Oh, and his hands. His hands got some like they're just not like colored differently. I don't know.
0: The the makeup on Dr. Loomis was also sad. I don't know if the makeup team was just like, we don't have time. Cause everybody looked rough. Like everybody who needed anything beyond like regular everyday makeup looked rough. And I was like, what else is happening in this town? <laughs> Something
1: else other than Michael. But I do think it's really funny that, okay, so theoretically, Dr. Loomis was the one that started the explosion. And he looks better than Michael. <laughs> Michael, Katie, you can't even see his face. He's wrapped up like a mummy. And Dr. Loomis just has a little scar on his cheek. Like, and he was right. He was the, he was the explosion.
0: <laughs> yes. And this also concerns me because we've established Michael cannot die. So why does Michael need more recoup time than this 50-something-year-old therapist with a gun?
1: <laughs> oh, that, that line, like with the guy that's taking, uh, the, so what's happening is the hospital is shipping Michael off back to Haddonfield, because that's where he needs to be. Uh, <laughs> And, um, Round trip
0: ticket back to your destination.
1: <laughs> and they're doing it overnight so that Doctor Loomis doesn't know, because Doctor Loomis ain't there. Um, he's still a doctor, by the way. Doctor Useless is still a doctor for some reason.
0: He only killed a couple kids, so I mean, <laughs> what's the harm?
1: <laughs> um, and so the the doctor and nurse that are there to take Michael are getting like brought down to where Michael is. And the guy that's taking them down there literally says, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. Okay, well, it's time to go at that point. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Christian religion, but if if Jesus ain't got nothing to do with that place, it's time to go. Right? Because if Jesus ain't got nothing to do with it, you know Buddha ain't there, and you know Allah, Allah ain't there. Like, it's time to go. <laughs> ain't nothing to yeah. do with this place. <laughs> <laughs> And so yes, and then we we meet Michael, and he's uh, bandaged up like a mummy. Oh, they do they do mention that Doctor Lubis is no longer a practicing doctor. Doctor Loomis is no longer practicing. He's just what do they call him? A uh, ceremonial doctor. Well, <laughs> y'all probably should have put him in that position long ago.
0: Right? Like, what? What? Uh, and what universe do you, as a doctor, run out and kill a couple of kids and then? <laughs> what? Free with still some sort of a title. Like, what is that? What is that?
1: Right. I didn't, okay, so as much as it is kind of like, like, what the fuck, that they didn't die, at least they didn't do like a Friday the 13th where it's like some magical thing brought Michael back to, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> They just said, well, he didn't die, you know? <laughs> I kind they, of appreciate that, that it didn't go magical.
0: <laughs> they were like, sequels be sequels, you welcome. <laughs> and we didn't ask God questions. I wanted
1: him back. We had to figure out a hell he
0: survived. Even now, we've made this person who can never die <laughs> sit in the hospital bed for all this time recuperating while Dr. Loomis is out here still trying to kill more kids. Like
1: <laughs> While they're uh, bringing the, the what do they call it? The, the thing that rolls the bodies off.
0: I mean. <laughs> the birdie. <dirty>. birdie. <Okay. laughs> I I wish you could have seen your box because I was like, what are we, what are we doing, what what, what did I miss? I I don't.
1: So, who these lives are gonna be interesting? Okay. <laughs> so while they're rolling out the gurney with the body, then the music starts and it's raining, and I was like, I'm already stressed, y'all. <laughs> the music, it doesn't matter where that music happens. <sighs> it's a lot. <laughs> Then, so we're we're riding along in the ambulance and someone has the grand idea to mention his sister, Lori. I was like, y'all should know not to mention this man's sister around him. Like, you should know that.
0: Literally, literally. How many people must die before you realize bringing up the Myers-Strode family (laughs) is not in your best interest?
1: (laughs) So, uh... But they mentioned that uh, Lori had a had a daughter. Surprise! Uh, so I guess you know, dealing with all this PTSD, just she said, "Well, I got to have a, a family as well." So, uh, but she's now left the daughter because who knows why?
0: But uh, <laughs> like, we were, it was implied that she was dead a couple times. I don't know if her and the husband were supposedly in an accident or what, but like, it was implied that she was dead. What I what I appreciate about this is that I love how in these movies the ambulance attendees, the EMTs, give you the exposition, because like in the real world they care so much to be like, oh, this is Sheree, she likes the bourbon, and I feel like this is the third time she slipped down those stairs. If you know what I mean, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, wow. <laughs>
1: True, but yeah. So of course Michael hears his sister and kills them all. Um, I will say this. Okay, so going back to our recording of the first film and even the second film mm-hmm. I felt like we got too but too far into large body counts in this movie it was like how many people can Michael kill before the end of the night and it's a lot of people
0: it, it definitely every movie from the first one takes a step towards being less and terrifying and more you like to see people die and I don't know if this was because it was under the influence of Friday the 13th and other franchises that came after it and so it lost its footing trying to compete with that mess
1: as opposed
0: to staying true to itself because Michael in the first one is terrifying Michael in these it's like ha 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 those are thumbs in somebody's eyeballs (laughs) and (laughs) it's just ridiculous
1: so but yeah so he kills both people in the back of the ambulance and the driver, and then wrecks the car, uh, which we don't we don't see right now. We we don't see that till later.
0: He's very thorough. Like yes. if you give him a project, he will complete it. <laughs> Disabilities.
1: Right. So then we go to oh, and then the way he killed that one guy, he literally like shoved his finger through his skull. Like, is that possible? I don't think that's possible. I mean, I get it. It's Michael Myers, and I'm thinking about it way too much but like at least put it through his eye. Like that makes sense.
0: (laughs) He will later on. My thing is after this rest and spa time, Michael seems to have bounced back stronger than ever because like in the previous movies he used weapons or he like snapped necks or choked people, but he wasn't like, let me just put my finger through your temple. And so we we need to figure out just who Michael is. Is he Superman? who like had a bad trip, is that what we are doing in this fourth one? Because if so, just tell me.
1: <laughs> and so we go for the ambulance to Rachel and Jamie. Jamie is Lori's daughter and Rachel is her adoptive sister. Uh, and they're sitting, they're sitting on the couch and Jamie's looking out the window and she sees the ambulance, which is interesting because like, how does she know the ambulance? How does she know, how does she even know what Michael looks like? But she does apparently. And then Rachel comes in and that whole conversation about Jamie's parents and Rachel, and it was just very, is this how people talk about adoption in the eighties? Like, it-
0: I feel like this was definitely some more of that um, cis straight man writing for young women and trying to force exposition into a place that don't need to be. Because instead of them just being like, we don't know Jamie Lee Curtis, they were like, we have to explain it. And we need to explain it at least twice. And so have this seven-year-old and her adopted sister just be like, "I don't know where your parents are. I'm not your real sister. We're a family." And I'm like, "Who? Why? What? Just, just don't. Just how about we not? We've already established there's a daughter. We we'll see a kid. I can make those connections if right. we want to avoid this awkward conversation."
1: And like, why would you tell this child? I mean, I guess theoretically, Jay or Lori left Jamie, like. Jamie knows Lori, like they, they were together, so it yeah. that whole it was just weird to me. Uh, but I will say the character of Rachel grew on me throughout the film. I did not like her in this scene andor the next nor the next scene. But then, like towards the end of the movie, I was like, I was kind of rooting for her.
0: I found myself not caring about her and kind of hoping Michael would get her, which I remember feeling the same way as a child, so that has not changed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Jamie is clearly having some kind of connection with Michael but we don't really know what that is yet um she goes upstairs and then like it it at, when i when i was because I haven't watched this since I was a child teenager maybe um and so she walks upstairs and like there's moments where he like flashes and he's in the mirror after she walks by it or he's like, and I, I just like, how would he, what? I was like, how the hell did he get there that quick? Uh, but then of course, he's not really there. It's all a dream.
0: I just, I this was this was so useless because we have not established these connections with Michael and anybody else in his family because we've established Michael is just sort of a soulless monster. And so now for us to be like psychic links, psychic twins. And it's like, no, just, Let him be who he is. Let him stay true to himself and his mission. Let him have his
1: truths. (laughs) Yes. And so the dream sequence happens. Somehow she knows exactly what Michael looks like. I don't know. There's leads that were made. Here we are. And, And then the next morning, we meet mom and dad. And I love this line. There was a line I didn't write down. There's a specific line, but Rachel literally says like, and she's a skinny girl, but she says, I've got to, I don't, do you want your daughter to be the size of a cow or something? I was like, oh, body image in the 80s. How wonderful.
0: The whole family dynamic was weird because they don't seem to want Jamie. So I don't know why they adopted her. Because it's literally just like you need to take care of because I don't want to, or I can't, or I'm busy. And also the husband attitude towards all of the women in his family because he did something stupid, like split up on his tie and just stood there waiting for his wife to take care of it as she was doing nine other things. And I was like, I, I know it's the 80s, but still, you think you'd want us to not hate this family? That we're about to like watch get murdered?
1: <laughs> oh, and before we get any further into this, I do want to mention that... One, people are terrible. (laughs) And so when this movie came out, this one and the fifth one came out, the girl who played Jamie got a lot of like bad attention, both from, I mean, from fans and stuff that were disappointed in the films, much like the kid from Star Wars. Um, And she didn't do any acting for quite some time, which she was a kid, so that, that part of that's understandable. But like, can we just give child actors a break like, even if you don't like the movie, don't give them shit. Don't write them letters. Write the Talk to the writers, the producers, or the directors, the adults in the room. Don't talk to this child and make them feel like shit, okay? That's all I gotta
0: I have thoughts on this whole horror culture and how we respond to children to begin with. Like, if you look at the Stranger Things kids who are always being fetishized and sexualized, and it's disgusting and creepy. And these people just out here are proudly on Facebook and Twitter. And I am so uncomfortable that I have had to start unfollowing them because it's like, I don't know what else to do other than keep reporting these monsters.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I just want to put that out there. PSA, you know, uh, I've heard that she's a very lovely lady. Um, I had a friend that said he went to a drive-in movie uh, when they were playing this movie and she like called in and talked to the fans and stuff. So that's cute. Apparently she's very nice. She's also in the remake. She plays yeah. one of Lori's friends in the remake. So she's doing well now.
0: Also a voice actor. She's, she's, she's been doing stuff again. Like she, yeah, her. took her time and it came back.
1: Cause her acting is by far not the problem in this movie. Oh,
0: she was 12. I, I don't expect a 12 year old to give me everything because so many 12 year olds can't. Right. We've, we've had a select handful. Who at the age of 12, we're like, you're a prodigy.
1: And I would argue, for the with the writing she was given and the plot she was given, she did pretty good.
0: Literally nobody else tried in this movie. Why should we start with a child?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, then we get Dr. Useless comes in, and he is pissed that they sent Michael away without him Uh, without his knowing and he's like we're going and he makes this guy go with him to like go to where they were gonna take michael i will say dr hoffman who's dr useless dr useless's boss um suggested he needs to get some mental help and i i agree this uh, dr useless needs to go see a therapist
0: yes one without a gun preferably
1: (laughs) (laughs) one that was not trained in whatever department he was trained in
0: (laughs) right like what kind of, I, I don't understand the school he went to. What?
1: <laughs> and so then they get in the car and they're headed out. And they find the ambulance. And the police say that they, that they don't think anyone survived, but Dr. Useless is like, he survived, I know it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they only find three bodies, so. The math adds up. <laughs> right. So then he he just takes that other he takes he takes Dr. Hoffman's car like bye you got the police here they'll take care of you guys <laughs> um, and starts driving to Hattonfield which is like what well, he says how long it is three hours I think but at some point he has to stop for some gas.
0: This is this is when I was like these kills are artless and tacky. Because what Michael does here is strictly for the 80s slasher crowd who wanted to see mayhem. Because the Michael Myers I knew and hung out with as a child from the first one (laughs) had more care for his work and his craft. He wasn't out here just doing things to be doing things and killing randos. He was focused.
1: Yes. So it's a mechanic that he kills. Um, and I guess that theoretically tells us how he got hit the uniform, the mechanic's uniform, because he takes the body this time. But again, I don't need that explained to me. I understand that he just found it or something. You know what I mean? I don't need to know that anyway. Right. That On the first episode, <laughs> I don't need to know how he got his mask. I don't need to know how he got it, you know, mm-hmm. This isn't a children's book. We don't have to spoon-feed every little thing to them,
0: Right? Like, I assume he's not running around in a hospital gown.
1: Right. <laughs> but so he kills the guy, and Dr. Loomis gets to the same gas station, and it's just like, oh, doody-doody-do. Let me just walk around this thing. He sees the dead body of the mechanic, and he still proceeds to look around this
0: place he goes to the store attached and sees another dead body in there and i'm just like uh, i think you should leave and of course the phones are dead because michael was like when i kill these people dr loomis might show up so let me like have a <laughs> effort <strategy." laughs> it's, it's very it's very austin powers right now <laughs>
1: right. and so and then he sees michael uh from like a distance mm-hmm. and He's like, well, don't go back there, kill me instead. Take me, I'm take me as a sacrifice. And I was like, well, he could kill you right now, it'd be fine. But he doesn't. Uh instead, he steals the mechanic's car, zooms up at that gas station, and, li- and like hits the gas tank, tank and it fucking explodes. And now Dr. Lewis ain't got no car. So because your dumbass didn't leave when you saw a dead body. Now you gotta walk.
0: It's what he gets. Like, literally, that whole monologue at Michael, I was like, for what? For who?
1: Right. And I guess <laughs> my note says, well, I guess that three-hour drive is going to be a lot longer now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and earlier we found out that um, Jamie and Lord, uh, Jamie and uh, Rachel's parents are going out on Halloween, just like all parents of Haddonfield do, as we've seen.
0: This town is made of parents who only live for Halloween. They were like, We don't care about our families, our jobs, anything else. It's Halloween. Fuck it all. we going out, even though people keep dying on Halloween. So you think you'd stay in?
1: Right. Rachel's upset because the babysitter they had said that she couldn't make it. The best part is when she's on the phone with her mom and she's like, well, can't, can't she bring her crutches? Get into <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm actually a good mom and I'm not letting her go. Bye.
0: right could you imagine a girl on crutches trying to fight off michael that's an element we did not need and i'm glad we just didn't
1: (laughs) and so they tell rachel that she has to babysit her and rachel uh, at first is like but then she finally decides to do it
0: i want to go back to the diner because we just went back to the kitchen scene but like i want to go back to the diner because while dr loomis is making this phone call i clocked all these abraham lincoln photos behind him and i don't understand the theme of this restaurant Attached to this mechanics situation,
1: right, in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah, look, like, I don't, I, 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 don't get it. Like, is there something I'm missing? Like, geographically, is this like, <laughs>
1: like... right? Aren't they in like Illinois? Yeah. So, like,
0: also, think that their exchange was the worst version of the theme song ever played. I giggled, which is not what should be happening. <laughs> but after we escape. Um, Dr. Loomis and Michael and that explosion at the gas station. We cut to um, Rachel and Rachel's friend who has dead girl written all over her. All over her. She also has a car, Annie.
1: <laughs> um, so yes, we meet her friend. Her friend's name is Tina. So when Rachel finally decides that she wants to babysit, she tells Jamie that we they can go trick or treating. And Jamie's like, I don't want to, I want to stay at home. And she's like, okay, we'll do that too. And then Jimmy goes to school and, of course, gets bullied because that's what all kids in the 80s are just. She wants Now she wants to go trick-or-treating and be a, quote, unquote, normal kid. So they go to the costume shop to get her some costume a costume. And, of course, they sell a fucking Michael Myers mask in Hanfield. Like, what the fuck?
0: Is people- that a capitalism at its finest? I don't know what is. <laughs> it's like, we know people just died nine years ago. But now it's time for a Michael Myers magnet and T-shirt.
1: Right. (laughs) Um, And uh, this is when we meet Brady, who is like the heartthrob of this movie. I, he, he he ain't cute enough for me, but you know whatever. Um, Mm -mm. And he's kind of like literally every man in this movie is kind of an ass. Agreed. Um and we meet the girl that every guy wants, blah, blah, blah. You know, the blonde girl, I can't think of her name right now, but, uh, and they all work together. Well, oh, the reason why Rachel doesn't want to babysit is because she's supposed to go on a date with Brady, who, like I said, is the the heartthrob of the movie and everyone wants to date him, everyone, girl, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, So she has to tell him that they have to postpone. And when she does that, he's he's an asshole to her. He's like, "Well, what? Are, what, what? That? Ugh, oh, man." Anyway, um, mm-hmm. and he becomes more of an asshole later, but we'll get there. And so then we go to Jamie, and she's looking through the costumes, and of course we have moments where she she sees Michael and screams, and you know all that because apparently they're still psychically connected. And of course this is where Michael gets his mask, but he's not really there, so I don't really know how. I don't know. That it is, this just doesn't make any sense to me. And she picks the same clown costume that Michael wore in the beginning of the first movie.
0: Uh, of course, because that would still be around thirty something years later.
1: We go to we go to Doctor Useless hitchhiking because he gets a ride from a car with Jesus on the on the license plate in the you know the one in the front. And I'm like, I would never get in a car with someone with Jesus on a license plate. I am sorry. Especially, I mean, let me rephrase. I would not get into a car with a license plate that said Jesus if I did not know them. <laughs> That's not a stranger's car I want to be in.
0: <laughs>
1: uh-uh. <laughs> so he's getting a ride from a weird, weird, uh, crazy Christian man. And, uh, yeah. So, then we go to Jamie and Rachel. They're going out trick-or-treating. And they don't lock the door when they leave. This is the 80s. You don't have any excuses.
0: It's like they wanted Michael to be able to get in without breaking stuff on the outside. They were like, "We don't want him to hurt his hands." Like,
1: he's got to kill us later, right? <laughs>
0: he's gonna be a hand model someday. So, like, no <laughs> yes. glasses.
1: So then we go to oh, they're doing trick or treating, and they go to the house. of it's the it's the sheriff's house, but his daughter surprise his daughter is the girl that ever you know. The girl from the store earlier. And she's wearing a shirt that says Cops Do It by the Books. I roll. Mm. Um, and we see who is it in the background? Brady.
0: Brady.
1: Putting the shirt on. Because you know, he couldn't get with Rachel, so now she's gonna go to the next one. And Rachel is
0: pissed. Right. Clearly, what they had was super special. And so <laughs>
1: I was just like, you asshole. I can't. Yes. Oh, and then we go to um, did Dr. Useless call Haddonfield police? Yes. Mm -hmm. Earlier in the movie, he called to tell them that they need to lock the town down because Michael coming. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And at some point, he gets to the town because he has the cops with him, which is why they don't answer the phones when this rando calls. And this Rando is like, the cops didn't pick up. Let us go make America great again. And there's an angry mob of older white men. I,
1: I thought it would They something they're at the bar because that's where you want all your vigilantes to be. Come from. Yes. The bar. And on the news pops up uh, the news anchors like, we uh, the officials at Haddonfield Police are urging everyone to stay in, blah, blah, blah uh Michael Myers has escaped I think she says that and then they call and then you're right they don't answer they're like well we must go to man you know like
0: right they were just like we've been waiting and they pull their guns from under their bar stools and head on out because that makes me feel safe in a small town a bunch of drugs with guns on the road
1: a <laughs> <laughs> bunch of white <laughs> drugs with guns on the road old wife
0: if if that ain't the safest i'm ever gonna feel i don't know what it would be
1: (laughs) very indiana of them
0: (laughs) right right i was like no this is too close i need i need distance and space
1: so then we go to dr useless he's now teamed up with the sheriff and he just straight up breaks up he just walks up into their house just like he owns the place um and he's walking around and he find Michael has gotten in there and killed that damn dog. Why, Michael? Why are you always killing these puppies?
0: I'm starting to wonder if whatever made him snap as a child involved a dog. Maybe his parents put a dog down and didn't explain to him why the dog had to go, and he fucking snapped. Because he he comes for these dogs, he comes for these <laughs> babysitters, and I I need it all to make sense. I, I don't understand.
1: Right. I did like that they at least tried, maybe a little bit unsuccessfully, but to make Rachel the babysitter. Oh yeah. And oh, and they find he's not—he's knocked, knocked over the box of pictures and stuff. So they know Michael's there, and he knows—they know that he's after, um, Jamie.
0: Again, these kills are so artless and unmotivated. It makes me feel bad. Like, should we encourage Michael to explore other career paths and goals?
1: Right. Because oh, he seems in got- a rut. Grant goes to the power like grid and kills this dude and like shuts down the power of the whole town. This whole movie, I was like, Michael has had it with this whole <laughs> like y'all all gonna die. I'm gonna kill every last one.
0: <laughs> he is that employee who is like, this is really gonna be the last time I do this shit. He's like, I'm gonna go bigger. I'm gonna go louder. This could have been avoided if you just let me have my sister three movies ago. What?
1: <laughs> the geography of Haddonfield is still wild to me. I don't, it, it makes no sense. Where are we? How far away? Now it's like suburbia, but like you were saying earlier, it's like a desert town, but then it's like a metropolitan area. I don't.
0: <laughs> they need to establish this town before we ever go back because I'm I mean, tired of us going to this random ass town and being like, what is it this time? What? I,
1: I mean, it's got to be like a Chicago, because, you know, Chicago has like areas where it's super urban, and it's got areas where it's like suburbia, and it's got like, you go on the outskirts, and it looks like nothing. Like, <laughs> I don't know.
0: I would assume Haddonfield would be one of the small suburbs, but they don't know that, because they never actually went to Illinois, before so they started doing shit for the franchise. <laughs> because like, it just originally especially the first one it was like this is a suburb but it's a large suburb for some reason (laughs) and now it's everything
1: yes and then we meet some more asshole teenagers because they're just the worst (laughs) um oh and at this point i think uh rachel and jamie are separated and rachel is desperately looking for jamie and jamie's just wandering looking for rachel too
0: jamie wandered off during the boy trouble she was like i see your boyfriend's in here with this other girl and you're upset but i gotta get my candy quota in so bye right.
1: <laughs> um but now the whole like everyone batting down is taking is kind of taken more into effect and so everyone oh i remember what this is i don't know what this note about asshole teenagers were um at one point she they meet so rachel finally gets to jamie oh and rachel sees michael at one point and she like flips out and starts climbing over fences because <laughs> she's like Spider-Man. <laughs> um, and so they finally meet and then Dr. Useless and the sheriff pull up and they're getting in that car and they see Michael come. And the and the sheriff is like, is that him? And Dr. Useless is like, yeah, it's him. So they pull their gun on him, of course. But then they see another Michael and then another Michael and then another Michael. And then the, when they pull the gun on him, the kids are like, oh and they take their masks off, and I'm like, y'all, this child, her uncle tried to kill her mom 10 years ago. It is not that, like, why are you such an asshole?
0: Right? Right? And this is about when the lynch mob shows up at the police station and catches the police, and they're just like, we can't trust you. We're going to go vigilante. And I'm like, good for y'all for checking in to be like, we going to fuck some shit up. <laughs> so just fucking the shit up. And you're just like, there's checks and balances. We're going right. to tell them. We oh, all they go,
1: They go into the police station before that and see that the, all the police are dead. So Michael's already killed all the police besides the sheriff. And they got one other dude that was at the house. Uh,
0: he is making choices. He is <laughs> making choices this movie because he's like, you know what? I won't do another two movies and then another random like a season of the whatever the fucks. What we're going to do is end this tonight. I'm going to kill everybody. And if I kill everybody, I'll put all my relatives on accident.
1: <laughs> so then they go out and they see the mob and they're like we're gonna go get him um, and and then the sheriff's like no don't do it now. and the one thing Dr. Ushosa said that I was kind of like okay he says you haven't got a police force there ain't nobody else <laughs> they all dead I don't know if you got the memo but they're headless in there
0: right. they ain't to nobody they ain't serving and protecting nobody what <laughs> They couldn't protect themselves, like <laughs> we're alive.
1: Right, and so then we go back to Brady and whoever this other chick is. And of course, so he just.
0: <sighs> we had to go back so we could see her boobs and ass Um, because they're getting it on and her dad pulls up. But it's like, oh no, my dad's here. But Let the... me find my way back into my top. A <laughs> little oh, shimmy, shimmy. <laughs>
1: the funniest thing about this is he just apologized in quotation marks to Rachel. For even doing it in the first place and he goes back into the house and just does it again like I, like, this that Brady ain't... is not there's nothing about brady that could be redeemable he is an asshole he is miserable
0: if that ain't some straight cis man shit i'm sorry for the thing i'm about to go do and it's like well you could just not do it how dare you tell me what to do i'm gonna do it twice and i'm sorry for both and it's like or you could i, I what is happening why is this happening?
1: Randy deserves everything he's about to get. So yes, and so we get the boob shot because, of course, um,
0: it's a horror movie. You gotta have one boob for each sequel.
1: <laughs> so uh, then, yes, the sheriff pulls up and then they're like, "Oh my god, I gotta get my clothes off," um, but they do magically. But it's still obvious, like I, like you're not fooling anybody, girl. You literally all your clothes are is a shirt.
0: Right? Uh, My other thing is these kids are just bold as fucking Haddonfield. Like they were about to fuck in front of the fireplace in the living room of her parents' house. And her parent is a sheriff of a town who has a serial murder who shows up every Halloween. So like, where is the logic? Who is like, this is the best idea? Right. Not even your own bedroom? Not even your own bedroom with a door so you can be like, at least we tried. You're just like bold as fuck out here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so he calls uh the other his last the low only remaining police officer and tells him to come over to his house they're gonna bat down and like ride out the night i guess
0: i would have said no i seen what happened to the other ones i'm on my way out of
1: i'm halfway there already i'm gone <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he gets in his cop car and lo and behold who's in the back seat driving miss daisy <laughs> I just need a little lift, you know. You don't want to walk all that way.
0: It's hard to get a taxi in this town when you look like a rough version of yourself, Michael. I found out, so, no. so you got to get in the back of people's cars. Because his mask is still not tucked in; it's just loose. It's like it's just flapping on him. You can yeah. hear the flapping and the heavy breathing if you pay enough attention.
1: <laughs> and I like that he's just laying in the back seat, like. <laughs>
0: He's like, what have I done with my life to this point? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Contemplating, yes.
0: Uh, does the job other have benefits? It doesn't. <laughs> what have I done?
1: <laughs> so then we go back to the vigilantes and they're at this like gazebo thing. And one of them's like, I see him. He's in the bushes. He's there. He's in the bushes. And so, of course, they just shoot anything that fucking moves because that's the problem with vigilantes. Um, it's a problem with any protective service, really. Let's be real. Uh, Mm -hmm. and lo and behold it wasn't Michael it was some drunk dude that they just killed we never revisit that we never revisit that it's just there
0: this this police force has killed so many of the wrong people and never batted an eye I want justice for all these people they just accidentally kill when they finally care about Michael because it's always the same cycle of you're a liar Mr. Loomis we don't believe you Dr. Loomis and it's like oh shit people are dying kill anybody that moves but Michael and it's like Get a better plan. Like, <laughs> get a better get
1: plan. Better. Get something, at least. So then we go to back to the house. Brady's trying to apologize again. And he ain't even that cute, girl. There's more uh-uh. prettier, better fish in the sea that aren't assholes. And then so the deputy pulls up, and of course, he gave Michael a ride. Uh, <laughs> he didn't want to be late. <laughs> He goes back out to his car, notices the back door is open. It's just like, oh, well, I guess it's just, maybe it just opens back
0: stuff all the time. I don't know. I was... (laughs) I I just, there's so much to unpack here. First off, Michael knew the car of the last living police officer he left alive. Secondly, he was in the back seat, heavy breathing the whole time. (laughs) And this police officer, who is one of the last of this town's... (laughs) Line of delivered him to the house he was going over to protect like a fucking pizza he was like hey i brought soda ice and michael myers oh,
1: my too. is that okay
0: <laughs> right we carpool so it's environmentally <laughs> safe.
1: uh but i was so the, these next few sequences i was like very tense because i was like where's michael what's he gonna do how's what's happening where is he at i don't know because he's there he's somewhere. He hadn't killed nobody yet, so, well, it's killed, like, 30 people by far, but, like, none of these people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we find out that the officer, the sheriff, is trying to use his radio to radio to the state police to come help, because all his people are dead. Uh, (laughs) He leaves Rachel up there to do that, and he says, if you hear anything, go tell uh, the officer downstairs, he'll help you out.
0: He's helped uh, him so much already.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, and Dr. Useless being useless again. He's like, well, I'm going to go out there and find him. And I'm like, well, he's already here. Dumbass. Like, why does he not just stay where the victims are? Because clearly Michael is going to be coming for the victims.
0: I think deep down, Dr. Loomis doesn't want any part of Michael, which is why he's running away from him because Dr. Loomis has a cane. So clearly him and his cane and his gun, we're not going to fight Mr. I take six bullets for breakfast. (laughs) And I don't understand. I don't understand what he thinks he's going to do. I I get ego and I get pride and I get thinking you're still going to be useful. But at some point you have to be like, I am definitely one of the targets now. I am definitely the most susceptible person in the room to this Michael Myers virus. How about I don't be part of it?
1: (laughs) So one of my favorite parts of this movie is coming up. So Rachel is the so the the girl that just had sex with Brady is uh, trying to talk to Rachel for some goddamn (laughs) reason. And uh, she's like, well basically saying it's not her fault. She didn't do anything wrong, blah, blah. And at one point she says, besides, I got I got a right to do what's best for me. And then Rachel says, don't you mean what you do best? I was like,
0: damn! It was like the Golden Girls inhabited both of their bodies to give us a moment worth standing in this film.
1: It was so good. I was like, yes, Rachel, you tell her. Tell her. Even though she's about to die, but tell her again.
0: Tell her one more time. I'm also clocking if you are related to the sheriff in this town, you did. Whether you're friends or enemies with <laughs> the lead babysitter, you did. So just don't interact with the lead babysitter and you're fine.
1: Right. Um, and so she goes back. Well, the uh, blog girl goes back in there. I think, right?
0: That is that who's about to die? Yeah, because she goes in to take her father tea or coffee or snacks. And she's like, Dad, Dad. And he's not turning around because we've used this gag so many times. If you enter a room and the person is sitting there still with their back to you, Michael's killed them. Move on with your life. But is we never do.
1: The other police officer. I think it's the other police officer, isn't it?
0: I couldn't tell because I couldn't care about anybody in this house. And I was like, let mm, should we pick this one. Oh.
1: <laughs> <I was laughs> it's like, one of the two. It's one of the two. Yeah. What. And, uh, and then she sees the body is like folded up like origami in the corner. <laughs> I don't know what happened right. but he had a rough time.
0: Right? <laughs> and then Michael stands up from this chair where she left this man with the gun and then like gets <laughs> very creative with this gun. I don't know how to use, I don't know the words to properly describe what he does to her with this gun. He like
1: shoves it through her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it I, I am still trying to understand, cause like old school Michael, original Michael, if you will, was, he cared more about his craft. Like I keep saying, this one is just like, y'all like what Jason Voorhees does? Oh, you saw Texas the same massacre? Ha! And I'm like, Michael, just no, honey, you got a style. Like-
1: <laughs> so then Michael starts running after Jamie or Rachel and Brady and Jamie. And they're trying to get out, and all the doors are locked. So that's smart. Now they now they know how to lock a door when they need it to be unlocked. Um, <laughs> and Brady gets this guy like shoots the head like the lock of the door, and I was like, damn, he's a good he's a good shot, I guess. I mean, I'd be good at something. <laughs> 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 um, but they realize that it's metal. And so um they realize that the door that somebody shot it, it just heats it up pretty much, so they can't they still can't use it. So they run upstairs, of course. Uh, but at least they tried the front door first. Yeah. Um, they run upstairs, and Jamie and Lori or Jamie and uh Rachel keep going, and but Brady stays on like the landing Well, Michael's out with him and Jamie or like Rachel's refusing to go, and I'm like, girl, you need to go. Fuck Brady, he's dead. Good riddance, goodbye. Whatever.
0: <laughs> like your relationship was so bad, Michael Myers is going to intervene for you. That's how you know you need to cut your losses. When even Michael Myers, is like, girl, do better. I'ma snap his neck real quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then they get up to the attic, and they just start throwing this luggage down the stairs. Like that's gonna fucking stop Michael. <laughs>
0: On the way up the stairs, she's just yelling back down, leave us alone, because that's going to work with Michael Myers. You <laughs> letting him know where you're running to as you yell at him to leave you alone down, because th- that's what was missing from these first two movies with Michael. Nobody ever yelled that at him, so he didn't know to stop murdering them. <laughs> it was, it's like Simon says, you have to tell him.
1: <laughs> but she didn't say Simon, so. Gotta kill you. <laughs> so then they climb out onto the roof. <laughs> and the other is stressful. But I like that they're struggling. Their struggle's are real. And then Michael gets up and he's like, What's up? Y'all he's like,
0: my- I <laughs> he's like, I'm circus folk. We walk on. Trips. My favorite exchange though is like Rachel is trying to like get Jamie down, and she's like, You need to go get down here, Jamie. And she's like, I can't. And she's like, Well, damn, try, damn it. And I laughed. Because that is the most realistic moment of this movie. You do this, Jamie. I'm here, I'm afraid. Well, try, it, (laughs) it. Because he's like tiptoeing towards them, just like living his best life. He's like, hi, I'm coming for you. Are you ready?
1: (laughs) So yeah, and then Rachel falls off the roof. uh, But while trying to help Jamie get down safely, she falls off. And I was like, poor Rachel, that sucks. Uh, But she ain't dead yet, so.
0: That magic hadn't filled grass.
1: It, it can't kill nobody. I wonder, right? if, her, I wonder if her body is still there.
0: Uh, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> just like, ugh.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Doctor Useless, here we go again. Um, I don't. Why did he take them to the school of all fucking places, where all the doors are locked, so they can't hide anywhere? I just.
0: This is when I realized Doctor Loomis's plans are not real plans so much as they are just him doing shit to try to possibly get killed. I don't know if he really has a death wish because all of his plans are basically, let us make it easy for Michael to come find us. (laughs) Let us corner ourselves so when Michael gets here, (laughs) he doesn't have to worry where we are.
1: (laughs) And then he gets like shoved through a door. So he's unconscious for a little bit at least. But right, but now Jamie doesn't have anywhere to go. Like she's just running for Michael with nowhere to really help her out. So she finally gets down these stairs and then Rachel appears and she's got a fire extinguisher. I was like, you couldn't find something better than a fire extinguisher, girl. You were in a house. You couldn't have got a knife.
0: She didn't walk these two to 50 blocks to the school trip. <laughs> Think about her weapon. She didn't to get there.
1: <laughs> so then they get in this car and they're driving. For, they get with the with the vigilantes. They're still around shooting things.
0: Uh of all the people to still be alive.
1: <laughs> um, oh, and when they were in the house, they do get in touch with the with the state police. So they are on, so now we have at least a glimmer of hope that if you survive so long, the police will be there, which we've seen how useful they are. I don't
0: know why they thought it would be any different. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I just take my chances with Michael because at least Michael won't accidentally shoot me. It'll be intentional. I mean,
1: <laughs> if you survive till sunup, then you're safe because you don't kill any day I mean. Right.
0: Um, you get to try getting next year. <laughs>
1: so So uh, then we're in the car, we're in the trucks and we're driving out of town because uh, they're like, we got to go. <laughs> also, these parents, they must have been like <laughs> the kids are gone. Ain't nobody called them, tell them what's going on.
0: All these parents are just like, our party won't turn on any radio or TV. We're just going to dance and drink and be merry. Close the doors, close the windows in case there's sirens that interrupt because all the shit has gone down. I don't care. I I, I don't care. I do not care how fun the party is. At some point, someone in this small big town will go, hey, people are dying again on Halloween. (laughs) And so how does the conversation happen wherever they are?
1: right um, so yes and but little do they know Michael Myers hitch, hitched another ride. He just loved, he'd be taking car rides all over this one um and so he gets into the truck and the back of the truck and starts killing these dudes and I like would would you not feel the truck like shifting in weight as these people get shoved around and thrown off the the truck like would you not know? That's what's happening.
0: I mean, not if you're a drunk hillbilly, I guess. <laughs> Stop your driving with your own guns.
1: Right. What? So, and then he so he ends up killing the vigilante that's driving the car. Rachel's got to get in control. And gets, he gets, she finally gets him knocked off. She hits him with the car and he and Michael goes, Blah! and then <laughs> the cops have now shown up. Rachel goes to the cops, but little JB's got to go down to that body.
0: Why does this town have a fixation on touching the fucking bodies? This girl, this seven-year-old girl, why is she drawn to touching the dead body of the man who tried to kill her this whole movie?
1: Right. So Michael stands up and they start shooting him. Um, oh, and the sheriff does live because he has that huge-ass gun with those bullets that look like rockets shooting <laughs> at Michael. Michael. <laughs> And then she falls down this, like, well. Um, and that's the last we see of Michael in this movie. And then we, we see that Dr. Useless lives. That's about all the excitement we all had. Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so then we get back to the house with the parents. And I hate this ending. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it.
0: It shows that they did not have an actual plan because they were just doing shit to be doing shit. Right. Which is why nothing makes sense the whole movie.
1: Right. Um, And so the mom is making uh, Jamie a, a bath or whatever, and Jamie stabs her with scissors. And then we see her with bloody scissors in the clown costume, just like we did Michael at the beginning of the first movie.
0: And then she goes out to the hallway because the screaming triggered Dr. Useless and the sheriff. And Dr. Useless comes up with his gun and no questions asked because <laughs> he's a therapist and that's how they train them. <laughs> and then the sheriff like shows up right behind Dr. Useless, knocks his gun out of his hand and picks it up and trains it upstairs and then realizes it's Jamie. And I'm like, let's unpack what just happened. So you have a therapist who still has a gun who's going to pull it whenever they are screaming down. And you have a sheriff who knows the therapist shouldn't have the gun, who knocks it out of his hand, but will also pick it up and start firing at Will before he catches his little girl. And so you have two people in this house who should not have guns.
1: (laughs) I, yeah. So then the movie ends. (laughs) There it is. There it went. There it will always be.
0: Right. My hot take is a cold take, and it's that this is worse than I remembered. And I thought I remembered
1: it being bad, but hot damn, it's bad. Yeah, my hot take is I think this film fell into the trap of most 80s horror, where it was about body counts, how many people can we kill, how much gore can we show, and it wasn't about the story and the characters. And that's why in the mid to late 80s, horror in the early 90s, horror was really going down in popularity because they weren't telling good stories. They were just killing people for no reason. And really until Scream rebooted the genre, that's what we had. So I think this film just kind of fell into that trap. I didn't hate it as much as you did, but I still didn't love it.
0: I I definitely, if I had been a producer, I would have been like, "This is, this is a red flag. I'm gonna see what you do with this next one, but just so we all are clear, this can't happen again.
1: <laughs> this is not my least favorite film of the franchise. I will say that
0: it is not. As somebody who loves Michael Myers and loves horror and loves this franchise specific, well, loves these first two movies in this franchise specifically, <laughs> I I would have pulled the plug a couple movies for a couple. I would have been like, let's end this here. Yeah, and that's before Busta Rhymes became a part of it. I I, I keep calling him out, but it's not just him. A lot of people filmed that movie. He was even one of the worst parts because it was such a bad movie. Um,
1: I just had two words for you. Tyra Banks. Right, right? We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you.
0: I love that that one was called Resurrection because it's the one I wish had stayed dead, (laughs) so irony.
1: Uh, Well, let's not get too much into that one, but uh, anyway. All right. So make sure you follow us on all our social media, like I said earlier, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Be looking out for the uh A fear street Halloween information coming out and for the for those live streams. And then make sure you rate and review us on on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts. Uh that would be really helpful. So thank you all for listening and hope you all stay fears out there.
0: Bye.